Five Breakfast. Catch up. In case you didn't know, because there's so much going on in the world, a massively influential, in fact, arguably the most influential uh, climate conference in the world is happening right now. It's COP27. It's, in fact, where all of the world leaders are right now fighting about the future of the planet. And it's very hectic because at COP27, they've already announced that it seems like we're heading for... Okay, let me not be a... Debbie Downer on a Wednesday, not a climate apocalypse, but it's almost too late to arrest a lot of the damage from climate change. And it's really got me thinking, have you guys seen these just stop oil protests where young people have been throwing soup on extremely famous paintings in like high-end art galleries? Now, to be clear, all paintings and all artwork is protected in these art galleries. So none of this art is getting ruined. But two young people threw a full soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers. Just yesterday, people flew, uh, threw like an inky oily liquid onto another set of um, artworks in Switzerland to protest and to say we need to stop taking oil out of the ground because fossil fuels are destroying the planet and already having terrible effects in terms of not just natural disasters, but like droughts and famines and floods. You know, it's affecting the, the way that the world is moving. And we just know this now. It's not up for debate anymore. And yet all these politicians and the high ups in COP and other places are struggling to get anything done year after year after year and many people though don't like this kind of activism and that's what I find really interesting it's not just throwing soup on paintings by the way people have run onto soccer pitches hopefully not at fives fives but fortunately there's no particular anger with five of about climate change at the moment and never has been fortunately long may it last but what they do is they run onto soccer pitches during matches and they cable tie themselves to the goals so then it takes like 10 minutes to get some pliers, cut them off. It's like handing your handicap, uh, handcuffing yourself to goalposts. People have also been gluing themselves to highways, like on streets. So then everyone has to stop and it causes congestion. And people are saying this is not the right way to go about fighting to save the climate because you're pissing people off a lot. But the response is nothing else has worked Everything else is too easy to ignore. Like a COP climate conference where all the politicians talk to each other, nothing really happens, and a year later, nothing has really happened. The Amazon is still cut down and all that. We need to do something else. And also, normal everyday South Africans and Africans and people around the world can't go to COP and can't fight for themselves against oil lobbyists and the rest. So I'd love in this time of COP for you to let me know what you think about these kinds of protests because there's got to be something we can do. We've all lived the kind of lie for the last 20 years that if we all just use cardboard or paper straws, it'll save the world and it's all our fault that the world is getting messed up when it's clearly not. But like, what can we actually do? Is this kind of like just stop oil style protest the way forward? Because there's got to be something that we can do. Because I don't know about you, but if you look at the news that we've been talking about, thinking about and watching as South Africans for the last two weeks, even the worldwide news, has has it been cop anyone in this room absolutely not has it been cop that's got to say something and i think what's particularly for me annoying about cop 27 is these are just politicians you know these are political figures who really aren't doing any kind of in my view at least any kind of effective advocacy Adver- ad- advocacy and advocacy, it's a new word anyway, sorry they're not doing any effective ad- advocacy for me they're just going to get there like you said they're going to return after a year and they're like oh no we need to do more about climate change it's the same thing over and over and over again and that's what upsets so many people and honestly wh- like I had to google this because again COP has not been a big thing in the news here at all but it turns out a lot of what they're trying to do is go back on the promises that they made last year 
mm-hmm. at COP. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to do less. But then the question is, what do we as normal people do about it? Because at the ballot box all around the world, some people vote for the environment, but most people vote about crime and about social security and about, you know, like education, the things that matter to us in a hardcore everyday kind of way. Democracies aren't really built such that we can vote effectively as a whole world on big world issues. And then on the other hand, there are the people doing protests that a lot of people don't like, like throwing soup or pink liquid or fluid or whatever onto a painting or handcuffing or cable tying uh, tying themselves. All those guys who ran onto a Formula One racetrack while the race was going, cars were driving at 250, 350 kilometers an hour, or in some cases, people in England who are gluing themselves to streets because they're just like, nothing else is working. We have to force people to talk about this, even if it's inconvenient, even if you don't like it. Mudley, what do you think about that? Sure. The thing is, I, I'm actually one of the people that uh, I don't like the protests. Um, I always hear about it in the media and I think, why? I don't get it. You're just making people mad. You, you, you are actually taking attention away from the issues. But now, like you mentioned, Dan, what is the alternative? Like, what, what should they do? And actually, the, um, I've actually I know more about the protests than I do about the issues. About the issues. Exactly. So obviously something is working. Then it is grabbing the attention of the world. So I don't know. I don't have the answers. I. It's actually one of those issues where. I sit and I think, what can we do? What needs to be done? And like you say, I'm also one of those people when I go to, when I vote, um, there, there is other issues that are a bit more important to me at this point. But we can't always put climate issues on the back burner because when are we finally going to attend to them so literally I don't know and it's so complicated because we all affect each other the big thing about the Brazil elections just now is that the previous Brazilian president was basically mass destroying the rainforests and everyone was like how could you do this this is the planet it's the Amazon and he was saying and I don't agree with him but he was saying but you guys aren't stopping your natural resources in the way that your businesses operate to help Brazil. You are dumping enormous amounts of carbon and oil and that into the atmosphere. Why must Brazilians now make this vote to vote for the whole world instead of themselves? You know what I'm saying? And on one way or another, COP is messy. When somebody says, oh, you know, the world's going to get hotter by 1.5 degrees and that's bad because then it's going to cause deserts and storms and hurricanes and the rest. I get it, but I still don't really get it because I'm just a dude. I'm not a scientist. I don't know how this really works. It's in 50 years time. But when someone says, just stop oil, I threw soup on a Van Gogh. Then I go, oh, okay, it's just stop oil. And this is what you did to make me think about it. Mm. So that's what I find really interesting. Again, not supporting, not condoning, not rejecting, wanting to know what you think about this and what we should do about this. Because it is really, really something now in the time of COP and the time of climate change where it's affecting us more and more and there's no denying it. Hey, 5FM. Definitely approve of the protests. Uh, I'm a conservationist and climate change scientist. We need any and all action at this point. It is a crisis. It's a catastrophe. It's harder in South Africa. We've got a lot of problems at the moment. Actually in the world too. But we need to do something now. And it's not just climate change. It's also the biodiversity crisis. And there's a huge chat happening, by the way, with uh, with COP27 about the fact that all of these very, very powerful nations who are very wealthy got wealthy off of the back of incredibly damaging environmental destruction as they develop their industries. And now they're saying everyone must stop putting out so many greenhouse gases and poorer nations, particularly in Africa, this is the chat, are like, when do we get to industrialize then? Why do we need to foot the bill 
for your nonsense. If you want us to go green energy, you better pay for it. And you better also clean up your own act because reminder, the wealthiest countries in the world account for like 90% or something of the world's waste. 90% of the world's damage to the climate and the economy. It's very hectic. What's up, 5FM? Hello. So I was just listening to you guys talking about the whole protesting thing. Uh I think it's stupid the way people are going about the protesting for the fossil fuels and whatever. Van Gogh did nothing to you. (laughs) (laughs) I do understand the point of Van Gogh did nothing to to you. I do get that. Soup thrown on his painting. I know. So... Yeah, there's better ways to go about it. If I was if I was them, I would hack into like oh, wow. the Wi-Fi oh, wow. supporting everybody, like for the government or whatever. Oh, wow. about, about <laughs> way okay. To hack into the internet and stuff. But then you go to jail for life. You'd yeah. have to be, you'd be wanted on the run forever. Okay. I mean, shout out. <laughs> I'm not gonna condone it, but like the creativity, I'd rather throw soup. Yeah. Get my 10 minutes of jail time. Holly, what do you think about this? Because you sit at the intersection of a bunch of different learnings. You did a science degree. You're a business person. You understand how this works. No, absolutely. I mean, um, in terms of the protests, I I hear what the listeners are saying in terms of saying that, you know, um, why should we be having such protests and uh, damaging, you know, artwork that um, because clearly it wasn't caused by that person. But I think sometimes we need to go to extremes for our voices to be heard for change to happen and I I am for it you know um, but not to the extent of obviously doing things that are illegal (laughs) you know um, where you could get some jail time but I think we do need to get to a point where we are doing those extremes because in terms of our climate we we really are at a problem I mean yesterday we reached what 8 billion in terms of the world population if we're not looking after the world that we're living in then what kind of world are we leaving for the next generation to come you know and it's such a huge problem uh we as the african continent are bearing the brunt you know for all of these richer nations that have profited of uh, making sure that the the world is as it is right now and we are bearing the brunt and and now we're we're sitting in a position where we have to also be footing the bill for making sure that things are rectified so i think at this point in time whatever extremes need to be made whatever action needs to be taken it has to be done that's so interesting and i mean i'm going to leave you with this thought that was a very very common idea during roads must fall and fees must fall and i want to be very clear here that i'm not condemning or condoning anything and everything and all the things that happened during roads must fall and fees must fall which was thousands to tens of thousands of people often acting in their own ways and interests and like trying to figure out what was best to do but something that became a very popular idea during roads must fall and fees must fall which was that protest because they were like oh why do you have to have such a disruptive protest and the response was if protest isn't disruptive nothing changes Mm. because if you don't disrupt then status quo normal life continues and the system that you're in if you don't disrupt it it continues to prioritize the powerful and the ways that people say oh put a letter of complaint in and then do this and then do that they're designed in such a way to let you run out of energy run out of time and run out of effectivity like protest is only protest if it's disruptive now then the chat becomes what kind of disruption do you want to do what style of disruption but disruption disruption is like you know it's needed Mm. 
to cause change. And I say this obviously as a proud member of one of the most effective protest nations in the world's history. An extraordinarily powerful potential to be ungovernable nation when it feels like it, which is not a bad thing. It's a very, very good thing. Here's Sunset Sweatshop, Wake, uh, rather, rather Wanna Make Love Babe. These are just the things that we're all wrestling with right now in this weird moment. We, we, we as young people need to figure out what we're going to do with our power. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Breakfast by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.